What are those priceless gifts that money can't buy? Well, I can tell you one of the first is the gift of time, creating memories with your children. The next priceless gift is teaching your child the value of spending time with God. In the novel, A Few Minutes with God, written for children and teens, the story unfolds about a struggling family and the gift of hearing God and the outcome, which is a wonderful blessing from the Lord. Your children will want to pray and spend time listening to God after reading this book. Visit MediaAngels.com for more information. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Do you want a more intimate walk with God? Are you tired of trying to hear God and hearing only silence? Each week, your host, Felice Skirwitz, is prepared to inspire you and equip you on your journey towards deepening your relationship with God. Listen, hear, and follow the Lord's will in your life, and you will be blessed. Hey friends and welcome. Today we're going to talk about supernatural faith. This is an episode of A Few Minutes with God, episode 209, and you can find the show notes at a few minutes with com. My name is Felice Gerwitz, and I am going to be your host, and I invite you to check out my website at MediaAngels.com for books and products for Christians, as well as for homeschooling. And you may consider the novels for kids. That is the Truth Seekers Mystery Series, as well as A Few Minutes with God. Well, friends, have you ever heard a tragic story, and then the person who lived through the trauma thanks God in some way? This should give us more faith. But often we think, oh my gosh, I'm not enough. I couldn't have done that. Do you doubt and think, I'm not sure I could have gone through that trauma and come out with my faith intact? What you might not realize or remember is that when God allows these things to happen in our lives, he equips us to handle them, especially if we pray. Supernatural faith is following God when the times get tough. In the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5-7, through we learn what it takes to be a follower of Christ. Once we commit, there's no going back. And if we do turn back, there are consequences. Think about what happened to the Israelites who were freed from slavery in Egypt. They saw the miracles. For heaven's sake, they were there at the parting of the Red Sea. That should have been an eye-opener. And then there were the Ten Commandments. And the manna in the desert, to name a few. But what happened? The people turned their backs on God and worshipped false gods. All that time that they were in Egypt, they saw the worshipping of false gods, and they saw the pharaohs treated as gods, and what did they do? They cried out to God Almighty, and God delivered them. Why didn't they leave it all behind? No, they brought it with them. And what happened to the people in the desert? While only their ancestors were able to go to the promised land, they all died beforehand. Consequences of turning back. Matthew 6.24 says, No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. We can't have one foot in both worlds because God's world is a supernatural world. 
The Gospels reveal the truth and the way of holiness. What is at stake? Well, only the entrance to the kingdom of heaven, right? God is calling us, each and every one of us, to not give 5% or 10% or maybe whatever we have left over, but to give 100%. And for any of us who are Christians, we know that the other side is pulling for our demise. Look at your lives and look at what is pulling you. What is pulling you away from prayer time? Is there something that is really weighing on you? Look at that and pray for some sort of release, you know, or relief. Get get help if you need to. But whatever that is that is pulling you away from God, we really need to address that. It is seeing the hand of God in all the places in our lives that need help and restoration. And it is knowing that God wants redemption for our world and the hope that comes in that belief. God doesn't want us to live in this horrible world of sin. He wants us to live in a world that is loving and kind, where people treat each other as Christians should treat each other. But we find that even within the walls of the church, that people are not acting as Christians should. We should not be surprised when we see the evil in the world because the Lord tells us he will save us from evil. The Lord's prayer says that. The mercy of God is for everyone, even those who have done evil, if they repent. Friends, the way ahead for us is very treacherous, especially with the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Finally, the law has stated that abortion is not constitutional. It is going back to the states. It is going back to the people and the people's vote. Why are people so upset? Why are people not understanding that each state will now make a decision? And we have to ask ourselves, how is the killing of your child ever right? The pagans long ago used child sacrifice. They sacrificed children to their gods. And basically that's what abortion was, a child's sacrifice on the altar of the mother's right over a child's right. Should we help those who struggle and are less fortunate? Of course we can. The church already does so much. But those who are in need are often far away from the church, and the ones who struggle are out of our reach. And we should pray each and every day that the Lord brings us people that we can help. Whenever we struggle and look for that supernatural faith, think about the apostles on the boat with Jesus in the midst of a storm. I love that story because Jesus tells them not to be afraid and he orders the seas to be calm. This is a wonderful picture of what we should think about when our lives are unsettled or if there's turmoil in our lives. We should remember to be calm. The faith we crave takes a connection to Christ. These men who were with Jesus and saw all of the miracles, they were afraid and he was right there with them. Faith is a personal encounter with Jesus that will help us in our time of need. When we have this personal encounter, we hope that our lives will be easier. But that is not the promise of a Christian. The promise is that there's hope. Hope in our salvation and everlasting life. But it is not a promise for an easy life. This is not heaven. 
the last four things are death, judgment, heaven, and hell. Matthew sixteen twenty three through 28 says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he shall reward every man according to his works. Verily I say unto you, There be some standing here which shall not taste of death till they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. The rewards, my friend, are worth it. The reward is everlasting life. When we look for the faith that surpasses all understanding, we must remember the words, Be not afraid. Did you know the words, Be not afraid, are in the Bible over 365 times? We can't fear and have faith at the same time. We will be tempted, and the evil one is really good at making us second-guess and overthink. So I wanted to leave you with five things that you can do this week and work toward having supernatural faith, and that is the faith that surpasses all understanding. The first is to pray every day the words, Jesus, I trust in you. If we can pray to trust Jesus, that will be a huge help for us. The second is when we're overwhelmed, we thank the Lord for being there with us. He has promised not to leave us orphaned. The third is to take a few minutes daily to rest in God. What do I mean by that? Sit, close your eyes, and think about the Lord, and allow your mind to focus on the beauty of God and the hope that is in Christ. I may have shared this with you before, but one of our pastors says he sees the mighty hand of God when he looks at nature when he sees the beauty of the creation around him. Number four, journal. If you're not keeping a daily journal, consider doing one. If not daily, then often. Start with what you are thankful for and end with a prayer request. Be sure to thank God for any answered prayer. And I've done several podcasts on journaling, and you can look that up on the website. And remember Romans 8.28. And we know that all things work together for good for them that love God to them who are called according to his purpose. Friends, we have been called, you and me. We have been called to follow the Almighty God. We have to remember he is here today with us each and every day. He is present today to help us with whatever the issue is today. Remember not to look at the past and not to look at the future, not this second if you're struggling, just look at today. May God be praised today and always. God bless. Thanks for listening to the podcast, A Few Minutes with God. Please visit Fleece on our website, afewminuteswithgod.com and your podcast page on afewminuteswithgodpodcast.com. There you will find the show notes for today's episode. 
This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network.